Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by James, my producer. Hello, Emma Sue and hello, everyone. So today's episode, we're going to talk about resilience, particularly resilience under adversity, which is what we are living under at the moment. I've seen uh, people talking about resilience quite a lot, actually, at the moment. It seems like it's something that people are really focusing on in this time. So let's start by giving it a definition. What, what would you say... Uh, what is resilience? Yeah, you're right. It is a it is a big buzzword. Has been for some time. Um, resilience is is the ability to respond well to pressure and to uncertainty and to deal with setbacks well and respond to change and challenges. So it's it's all about bouncing back fairly quickly from hardship and adversity. Um, so. And the interesting thing about resilience, I think, is that it's not a fixed character trait, but it really is a, a capacity. It's an ability. We can, we can develop it. Um, and, you know, obviously right now there are clear benefits to really developing and nurturing our resilience. So how resilient would you say we are really? Well, actually, I, I think we, we haven't been um, with all the kind of buzz about resilience in recent years, not just now. Um, you'd think that we would actually have built a lot of it up, um, but I'm not sure that we have. So, you know, I, I think we, we, we like to think of resilient people as being sort of super strong and robust. Um, and to some extent, yes, they are, but they also have a lot of strategies built into their lives that anyone can actually build. And I think the main trouble is, in my eyes anyway, is that long before this pandemic, we were really not strengthening the skill. Um, so, you know, we had this, and still have, this big emphasis on, on self-care and well-being, um, but also on anxiety. And in recent years, we've seen a huge trend towards self-care and well-being and the importance of nurturing those. But I feel almost in the wrong way. So I think we, you know, we've sort of overdone it a bit on the self-care front. And research shows that we need to have a little discomfort in our lives to be healthy and happy. But we've been doing our best to avoid any kind of just small amount of discomfort. Um, and I think in doing so, we've kind of nurtured a, a sort of incompetence and an inability to be strong and resilient. And of course, now we have really big discomfort going on. So can you tell us more about anxiety and how this connects to resilience? Yeah, so, um, so what I'm saying here might sound a little controversial, but nonetheless, um, anxiety sort of becomes something that we kind of carry around with us, as in, 
you know, you hear people say managing my anxiety, like it's a kind of thing that you that you need to manage. Um, but actually, in many situations, normal everyday situations, having slight discomfort and slight anxiety and stress are actually a normal response. Um, and we need to feel those in order to grow. And when that's removed, then we can lose that capacity pretty fast. So we can lose that capacity to actually build up resilience. So, you know, last year, for example, um, in the UK, um, we had this big, I, I did a talk on it um, a few months ago, but it was a big thing around students not being well equipped and, you know, huge issues around anxiety, not coping and 8 million in the UK suffering from anxiety and depression last year. That number's probably doubled now with the pandemic. Um, but I actually believe that the reason we're seeing so much anxiety and depression is much more to do with how we define these terms. And most of the stats that you find are actually people who are self-describing their anxiety rather than an actual diagnosis. Hmm. And this is because we, we do all sit across a kind of mental health spectrum. Mm, okay, so what, what do you mean by a mental health spectrum? So, first of all, just to be clear, you know, it, it is excellent that more people are more open about mental health nowadays. We should never diminish the gravity of the issues um, there. But there is a spectrum. And I say this having grown up with a mum who was on the absolute far end of it. Um, so I feel like mm. I you know, have got a bit of a little bit of authority uh, about this. But if you imagine sort of left to right, a continuous arrow and on one side, we've got normal functioning, you know, normal how we go about our lives. And then next to it, we have common and reversible distress. And then after that, we have severe and persistent functional impairment and then right on the very far side uh, clinical disorder okay mm. so if you imagine that kind of spectrum and then yeah. you have that right and then above each of those kind of labels you've got some some other things so under normal functioning you'd have you know that's healthy right yeah. and then under common and reversible distress we would have coping so coping with the situation. And mm -hmm. then if you go across the spectrum to severe and persistent functional impairment, struggling, and then right at the end with, with clinical disorder and taking medication, we have unwell. Okay, so healthy, coping, mm -hmm. struggling, unwell. Okay. And, mo and, and, and most of us, and I, and I would never ever discount those who really grapple with cl clinical depression here, just to be clear, but most of us are actually on the left-hand side in healthy that's normal functioning and coping, or we are um, in common and reversible distress, which is coping. Yeah. Um, and I would argue that this is the case even in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, so it's still mm -hmm. about coping and it's reversible, you know. So, so the huge problem is that when we self-describe anxiety, we tend to do so on the other side of that spectrum. So we talk about anxiety as if it were not reversible, when in fact yeah. it is, you know, mm. and we can find ways to cope. So that's what I, that's my take on, on you know, how we describe anxiety and, and mental health. And, and because this has such a strong link to how we boost our resilience skills. I see. So it, in a sense, it's a bit like the catastrophizing idea of, you know, you're catastrophizing external events, but this is in a way sort of catastrophizing internal um, feelings yeah to some to some extent that's part of it i think but it's also in in how we um respond towards things that just 
create even mild anxiety. Yeah. Uh, so how did we get to this point where, you know, people are self-describing their anxiety? Mm. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's about, you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable, you know? Um, so, so really, you know, where you grow and become resilient and adaptable, um, is when you do things that are a little uncomfortable. So when you do things that actually you are experiencing some anxiety and some discomfort, and that's how you grow. And that's how you, you know, you boost your confidence and your strength. Um, the trouble is that we got very conditioned to immediately resorting to self-care when anything was even slightly uncomfortable. So, and we were even doing this with things that might be fun. So for example, scheduling an evening out with friends long before the current crisis, obviously, because we can't do that anymore, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, scheduling an evening out with friends and then fully intending to go. And then on the day, it feels a little bit uncomfortable to actually go. Um, So you kind of think, Oh, you know, I'd rather just kind of, stay in my little cocoon surroundings in my sofa, you know, perhaps mm. with my weighted blanket, you know, watch a box set. <laughs> um, and so you just, you know, you text your friends and you cancel, you know. And, and actually, oddly enough, with the lockdown, many people have happily done just that, you know. Maybe it's just me yeah. anyway, but I don't know. But anyway. You <laughs> no, know. it's not just you. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, but that's an example of, of like, it's a very, you know, simple example, but it's an example of when we feel that kind of mild discomfort of even just going out. Mm. Um, it's just much easier to not do it. So we'll do this with lots of different things. So if something feels slightly uncomfortable, you then choose something more comfortable under the guide of self-care you know i must look after my anxiety levels my stress levels my whatever you know um, but actually we need we need it you know we need that discomfort to be able to grow um, because that's where we grow we learn we become more confident we live more to our potential so you know when we're not doing that then we kind of shrink and and this is where anxiety blossoms it blossoms in that sort of not moving forward and, you know, staying staying in one place. It's a bit like when someone's very elderly and they only live in one room of their house. Hmm. It's, it's a bit like that. You're only living in one room of your house um, because you're not you're not expanding and going out. So, um, I think this is one of the major reasons why resilience skills are not so strong as they could be. But the good news is actually um, we can definitely strengthen that skill and many people will have discovered that there are they are a lot more resilient than they might think so given that we are uh, recording this in the midst of a of a crisis uh, what can we do to strengthen our resilience skills so there's lots to do um the links between resilience optimism and being proactive are very strong so you know strengthening optimism skills by Gratitude, being kind, taking the focus off yourself, being proactive, focusing your energy only on what is within your control, those things will automatically boost your resilience. So, you know, if if you can get your energy, you know, your your energy that's spent in speaking and 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 thinking and and you know posting stuff if you can get that back into what you can control day to day so that's your thoughts and your behavior your actions so the minute you do that you you immediately feel a bit stronger um and you can do the same thing when thinking about the future so you know many of us are probably now starting to think about the future a bit more um 
as lockdown restrictions in some parts of the world start to ease. So, you know, taking proactive steps towards what is actually our reality will, will boost resilience. So, you know, we're building resilience all the time. And actually, this is one of the, one of the really positive things about this whole pandemic is that we have been building those skills all the time um, and we have great capacity to build the skills. So I think people are going to come out of this a lot stronger, uh, a lot more resilient. Um, and as I say, you know, discovering how strong we really can be when we need to be because, we, you know, we, we have to be. So every day you get up and face the day, every day you deal with the challenges head on and, you know, place structure and routine into your day. That's all building resilience. You know, every day that you build your network of support around you, every day that you look after yourself, your well-being in a, in a kind of healthy, robust way, that's going to help you become more resilient. So we need to keep going, keep moving. Um, and when I talk about robust well-being, what I mean by that is just, you know, making sure that you take responsibility for getting enough sleep, eating the right foods, having the right people around you, nurturing those connections and just taking steps every single day. And that's how you build resilience. And, and luckily, in many ways, we're in a situation where we have to do those things. So we are actually building it all the time at the moment. So what are some of the things that we can work on today? Yeah, so there are some small things that you can do that will help immediately. So here are three tips that you can try today. Um, the first is to simply stretch. So really, you know, with many people working from home, um, there is a tendency to not move enough and, you know, to kind of be sat behind a computer for long hours at a time. I speak for myself here. I, I, I do this. So yeah. one thing that's really beneficial is just to, you know, ground yourself by standing firmly on the ground, taking a long, deep breath and doing a full body stretch. So feel yourself standing really strong. And, you know, poses like this, whether they're isolated poses or whether you do them through yoga, um, or, or, you know, some other kind of form of exercise. They're all about strengthening the body. And when you feel stronger physically, you feel stronger mentally too. So, you know, maybe longer term, a regular yoga practice or Pilates, James, um, mm -hmm. you know, or some kind of regular exercise is, is an immediate stress reliever. Um, the second tip is to go for a walk without your phone. Um, so if you can get yourself into nature, it boosts your well-being and optimism. And mm -hmm. if you can get around trees, they are a, a, a real visual source of resilience. So that you know they stand strong, but they are still flexible. So regular walking and movement of any kind supports well-being and resilience and, and gets you stronger. And the third is to be a little uncomfortable. So start tackling things you've been putting off. You know, even if it's just the very, very first step, just start, start learning that new skill. We are all in a situation where we are all having to learn new skills. And, um, you know, many of us may have to do completely different things than what we were doing before. So start that, start learning that new skill, start breaking it down, um, work out how to stretch mentally and emotionally. So, you know, in order to do that, you have to be willing to feel that slight discomfort, but find some ways to get beyond that resistance. And, and that will have an incremental um, effect on, on your resilience skills. Great. There's some things for us to work on uh, today. Uh, so before we go and uh, have a stretch, 
and see some trees. Um, uh, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode, Emma Sue. Yes, it does. And I really hope our listeners have got some good tips there and that they feel encouraged because you really are building your resilience right now, even though you may not realise it, but you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, James. Thank you for listening to the 7 Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the 7 skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, 7 Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at 7 Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. Music